Hello, 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 and welcome to the Bamba and Tim podcast. Today is the day Nathan talks about how Chapman uh, came up to him, got down on its knees on the first date, and went glug glug right on that, you know, 12-inch chode of his. And uh, all weekend he's been, you know, laying back, feet up apparently on a cruise ship. I don't know what happened, but shit must have gone down. Prostitutes in the room, you know how it goes. Uh, Well, how was it, Nathan? Uh, yeah, it was nice. Like they like paid for literally like, like two nights at the Marriott in mm. Newport. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like, they, I think for me, the most impressive part was the food. Oh, they that's just, all. That's a great part to be yeah, impressed by. Like so many meals. They had like a starter and like a what? main course. They had and dessert. different courses. Yeah. Multiple courses. And was that like a restaurant Some restaurant fine, or like what's the food scene? The food scene was they hosted it, but it was like fine dining. Like they had like three forks on like your table. Wow. You know How saying? many people were there too in the room? I think there was like 120. Yeah. Wow. And then you guys were all eating like three course meals, yeah. getting pampered up. And then you got it pampered. So was it, and it was just the law students too. So did you meet anyone there? Were you talking to people? Yeah, I met like a lot of attorneys and like current law students and then like incoming law students and got to like pick their brain and stuff like that. What was the vibe there? Were they all stoked to go to Chapman? I think a lot of people were actually in like my position where they didn't know where they were going to go yet. You know, they kind of, it's just, you're not going to turn down a free hotel. You know what I'm saying? Like. Even if you don't even know if you're going to go there. I mean, yeah. shoot, even if you know you're not going to go there, <coughs> I'm still taking that. There was a girl, the first girl I met, she was from New York. Oh, wow. Um, no, sorry, North Carolina. And she literally, like, I don't even think, based on her vibe, I don't even think she's going to even go to Chapman. But she just has never been to L.A. and was like, shoot, they're paying for my entire flight. They paid for her flight? They paid for everything wow and she's like i'm just here and i'm like honestly if you're never coming back to la like go check out la they probably like gotta have a percentage of people that stay from that i wonder what yes, the percentage definitely. is well if High you were enough guess, for them to keep doing this every do you year. think it's like 50 percent go to chapman i would not be surprised yeah, yeah. that sounds like a good number yeah yeah and so what else happened so the food was great and how many meals were we talking three a day or what was three the, a day wow breakfast lunch dinner wow 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 and then what what was the event so you're at the hotel what are you guys doing so the hotel like they had like a reception they had like keynote speakers who were like attorneys and then they the next day they took us to chapman and they toured us like around the campus you mm. went to like a mock law class you went to a couple um uh i don't know what they're called but like almost like I don't know. I don't know what they're called, but they basically have like smaller classes that like you could learn more about like the area of law that you're interested in, and they'll like talk about like you know how they like help out people who are interested in the same thing you're interested in. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like it was a uh, very informative. So I feel like the bar was set pretty high before you went too, because we both were like, oh my god, they're gonna like treat you. You're gonna get all like yeah. this happen. So. Did they exceed your expectations? Meet them? What was the... I think they exceeded it. I didn't expect them to like pull out all the stops with the fine dining. I think that yeah. one was what really got me. Was like, oh shoot, like like just what like were the good meals food one out of ten. Too. Ten being the best meal you've ever had, one like five being like Taco seven? Bell. Like seven. seven? Like they're like really solid good. meals. Solid, yeah. Like it was like like uh, Sophia knows like all the names, but they were given like 
some legit food you know it was not just like was sophia there for the whole time is she like a plus no one no but i i asked her like i would she wasn't there but i would describe like the meals to her and i'd mm. be like what what kind of food is this because she's like a cook you know so she knows and she's like oh that's like a, I don't know yeah whatever the name is did you feel big shot did you feel like oh shit i'm here i felt like lawyers. small shot to be honest really? like some well the lawyers felt like big shots like there was a alum who's like the first woman sports agent to ever be named on like the forbes wow like 100 or 200 or whatever it is and like she's just like chilling there and then there's like the like i the first night i was sitting next to an attorney who is a partner at like a super huge MA firm and like she's like a big shot and i was talking to her and i was like holy crap dang sitting like i don't know sitting across from like another woman who was like also like you know huge in her firm so and they all were where you were a few years ago right yeah they all went to chapman and then like i was talking to like some current law students and like wondering what they were doing and then talking to some people in my age you know who were like unsure about chapman and and then like they've like done so much like some of these people who like are at this dinner man it's like they have so much job experience already there's a the first night i was there i met like a guy who um he worked like with like ford in like their legal department and he like which is kind of a big deal you know so he was like already like in newport like in those big buildings and he wanted to work for the angels that's why he wanted to go law school is to like enter like the angels legal department he was like a veteran too he was in like the navy for nine years and then i I met like another guy this guy ended up becoming like probably like my closest friend during the weekend and then he is like he went to like uh u of michigan and uh and so those two people you met are they going to chapman or what was their vibe i think this guy the first guy was going to chapman oh the second guy he was still like not sure but he was like leaning toward it because he lives in irvine and he was kind of like he also got a full ride, so he's like, shoot, I don't know, man, you know? Um, But, yeah, this guy was, like, he was really cool, but he also, like, had, like, a ton of experience. Like, he worked, like, you know, with several Congress people already, like... And no big deal, just Congress people. So, I actually felt, like, little shot, kind yeah. of. Like, I was like, damn, like, I feel, like, you know, overwhelmed with, like, all these, like, really successful people being, like people my age who were successful people a couple years older than me who are in law school who are successful and then people who are like professionals in the field and they're also successful so it was like definitely overwhelming to some extent but also like really informative you know because i i feel like um you know in my position like a lot of my friends aren't going to law school like people like i mean i've considered it but you know <laughs> i think it's just a little beneath me yeah <laughs> yeah i have like my stem friends and people like you and taylor who are like in business obviously yeah and so it was kind of cool almost talking to people who were in the same boat but also yeah a little overwhelming because like it's like this was like probably like my third or fourth law school event or third or fourth school like right you know that like i was attending their so you event. thought you knew the gist you thought you knew what to expect going into well what it. i'm saying is like i think i was like there's a little bit of that burnout where it's like i've been like so like i've just been non-stop talking to like so many people in the field like so many attorneys and stuff that sometimes you're just like damn like 
this career stuff could be overwhelming, you know? Like, I think uh, there's, like, a mock law class they did on the second day of, like, the weekend. And I think after I got out of that class, that's when it really hit me. Like, oh, shoot, like, like I'm going to law school, you know? It's, like, kind of weird. I mean, it's not weird, but I guess I don't really like understand the... I, if I'm being honest, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the grandness and, like, the pressure of that. Because it's, like... You're probably listening to all these people who have like these horror stories also of like all this yeah. work they had to put into and you're like, yeah. shit, I'm going into the fire, bro. Yeah. But I don't yeah. I don't understand it. I guess I kinda understand it just knowing how much you did just to study for the test, you know? I'm like yeah. and that was with no push. You know what I mean? Like imagine yeah. what they're gonna have you doing if that was needed yeah. for the test. Like I think just talking to all these people and being and them all being like law school sucks. Like just like buckle up and like get ready to die <laughs> like it's kind of like damn and even some lawyers who tell me like oh yeah law school sucks but work sucks even more so enjoy it and i'm like damn do i even want to do this but okay whatever and then you have the reddit page that's telling you oh dude i want to kill myself i every met day. a fellow as a guy who's a second year law student and he was a former redditor on the law school page wow. and he like was like oh yeah don't go on that dude that's literally <laughs> like some toxic stuff dude like it's so like not true yeah it's it's warped yeah it's warped so yeah i don't know actually that's what my meeting at seven is i'm meeting with like an attorney um is like, it at zoom. seven it's at seven i'm like we're like zooming i'm gonna like zoom this attorney that i know and then we're gonna talk so about, you just keep talking to these attorneys i just keep talking day. to these attorneys all day man oh wow so it's getting, yeah. but it's getting, you're burnt out. I guess that's better than being on the other side of being like, oh, I don't know which school to choose. I didn't talk to anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I mean, I guess like burnt out, not in a sense where it's like, oh, I have zero motivation to go to law school, but more like you just get like information overload. Yeah. Burnt out sense. on talking to the people that have already gone through it. Exactly. It's yeah, like, not you just, you feel like, yeah, you feel like, yeah, like you've heard like so many takes. You're kind of like, oh, geez. Like that's like, there's like a lot, you know, I remember feeling that about baseball when I had so many different coaches, you know, and you just like go right. through like a lot of different teams quickly and you're just like, Oh my God, I can't fucking deal with another coach giving me. And then like, there's like in baseball, there's like a few lessons that every single coach would like teach you. You know what I mean? And like, as soon as they start talking about it, you're like, Oh my God, here we fucking go again. You know what I mean? Oh, we have to go through what to do on a ground ball to second again. You know what I mean? And it's like, but which is you know different but yeah and are you noticing patterns between all the lawyers you're talking to and like are they telling you some similar yes, advice definitely what's I, the patterns um i can't get like too into it like or you'd have to kill me no <laughs> well because like i'm trying to like think about like what i'm allowed to say like if sophia's listening right you know? yeah yeah um, you don't have to get specific yeah but yes they there were like similar patterns of reasoning and it's it's been informative for sure it's helped me like really think about like what i want but it's also i think uh opened up the door for like even more questions you know what i'm saying it's kind of like you come away with some answers and then you and then even more questions you know i feel like that's how i feel yeah definitely and do you think that did did you guys go over in the meetings how much law school the content in it actually affects your job too because i'm curious to know that it's like, like uh it depends i think that's the best way i could answer that it's like there are things you learn in law school that you will never use in your career and there are things you learn in law school that you will use 
all the time. Well, that's good then. At least it's not yeah. completely pointless. Oh yeah, it's definitely not. I mean, you need it. To, you need law school to pass the bar, right? So, but like, it's um, is the bar more of a? Is it more of like you just get it done and then you could like move on with your career, or is it like a reflection of actually being a good lawyer? Like from what you've understood, is oh, is, absolutely not. It it literally is like you just have to do it to do your career. It does like passing the bar. Because I heard the bar is not reflective of like how good you'll be as an attorney. No, right. yeah, definitely not. Because I heard on um, who was it? Someone recently, oh my gosh, okay, so so Kanye and Kim, that whole drama going on with Pete Davidson, Kim was on Ellen, which I didn't even know was still running, but she was she just went on Ellen recently, and she, and she was talking about Pete Davidson's tattoos of her on his body, right? He got her name branded on his yeah, chest, Yeah, so he right? got it branded, and then he also got other uh, tattoos as well, and one of the tattoos said, my, my girlfriend is a lawyer. That's what it said. And then the podcast I was listening to talked about it. And apparently Kim Kardashian failed the bar exam multiple times, never could pass it. And then she passed the mini bar exam. Do you know what that is? I'm not sure what that is. But yeah. So California has like a baby bar. Ba- that's what it is. The yeah. baby bar exam. And then so she is considering. So that's interesting. I want to know your take on that too. So she's considering herself a lawyer, even though she only did the baby bar exam. How do you feel about that? Well, so basically... The baby bar is a really hard exam, but essentially, um, if you pass it, you get credit for your first year of law school without having to go to law school. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But so basically like, um, yeah. So like if for people like me who are going to like ABA accredited law schools, like we don't even have to take the, the baby bar because we're going through law school. So like law school, like because you went through law school, like you already like are exempt from is the baby bar. Is it similar to taking, what was the test that you took? The LSAT, right? The LSAT. Yeah. Is it similar to the LSAT or is it completely different? It's really different. It basically tests you on what you learn in your first year of law school. Mm. Yeah. But you have to take it um, if you don't go to like an accredited law school. Like she's not even going to law school. So she has to take the baby bar in order, I guess, take the real bar. Interesting. Yeah. That's probably why it only has a 20% pass rate because if people it's want super to just hard. get out of the first year, they probably try it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's and then, super hard. Apparently, it's like, yeah, only 20% of people pass it. Yeah, so. Dang. But what I was trying to ask you, too, at the same time is if you are if you want to be an unethical lawyer, what would you do? Like, would you take the baby bar and then try to pass that and go to, like, some, like, online college? I mean, can't you be an unethical lawyer and go to law school still? Right. But is there like an easy path through law school? Is there what's like the like the do you know the shortcut way? Like is there like a There's like um there's a when I was applying to law school, there's a um an accelerated version of law school. I think you could go through law school in like two years if you really want to. Dang. Instead of three. I wonder if yeah. that's easier too. I wonder if that's just like, you know, they just kind of brush it away. I, I doubt it's easier. It's probably crazy. I'm sure it's harder. Yeah. Like yeah but you know if it's like an online accelerated program thing you know i mean i feel like law school online that sounds terrible i I don't think like you're doing yourself any favors that does sound terrible that does sound terrible that's actually a big reason why i even like decided to do a gap year was knowing that law school is likely going to be online for a portion of the 2021 2022 school year which made the right decision because it would have been right it would have been yeah so so 
that was another factor I had in mind was like, I don't want my first year of law school to have anything online. Like that's going to suck. Yeah. You're not going to learn. You know, what's crazy is that Cal state Fullerton is finally dropping the mask mandate on April 1st. Wow. Which I kind of am like, has it, did you see that coming or not? No, I thought it was going to get extended again because it was like it kept getting extended. I think California. I think like the CDC dropped like the mass mandate, so you know. Yeah, it was definitely. I guess I could have seen it coming, but I'm like, finally, I'm going to get to not wear a mask in the gym. In That's gym, what I'm yeah. so hyped yeah. for, and see my classmates' faces. That'll be also pretty. That's cool. going to be really weird, huh? Yeah, it'll definitely be weird. I like, yeah, don't recognize anyone in class. But what are so now? What are your feelings on Chapman? Is it like elevated after this uh, this pampering? Did they did they do the job they were trying to do? <laughs> um, I think like I learned a lot about the school that I had no idea about going before going into it. Which I think in that sense they did their job. Like they, um, it, they opened up my perspective. You know, I, I didn't really know much about the school going into it, and now I know like a lot more about it. Um. I think there's a part of me that takes the testimonials with a grain of salt because you know they're going to bust out like the best of the best, you know, like the keynote speakers, like that girl that went on Forbes. You know, that's not every Chapman grad, you know, they're not all going on Forbes. So like, I think that's the thing I'm keeping in the back of my mind is like, just because you go there, it doesn't mean you're going to be like successful. Yeah. They're trying to give you the whole switcheroo and be like, this is you. If you go, I mean, it's the same thing as Valencia. Like yeah. I remember when we when we were like looking into Valencia because Valencia is so academic, they always pull out that presentation with like Mr. Stanley and everything, and it's like we have students to go to like every Ivy League, we have students to do this, 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 and it's all like it doesn't mean anything because they just are showing the testimonials of like the best kids, and most kids like are gonna get burned out or like die from the competition. You know, they're not even gonna. You're not even going to get like to Harvard because they're so burned out from all the academics to, to get there, you know? Yeah. But there's always the tryhards. There's always like the Armands, you know, actually shoot. I know like several Armands who are like doing really well. So yeah, there's always going to be like the Armands or like, you know, those, those people who are going to do really well. And that's how I feel like about, that's how I feel about law school is like every law school I tour, they always bust out like their best alumni, you know? I mean, and the truth is like, unless you go to like Harvard or like UCLA or something like that, like you can't really like, like expect to just like get a good job out of law school if you don't do anything, you know? Like, right. Dude, I'm still, I'm still on the team that Chapman sounds so freaking good. Like if you put Chapman on a resume, if you put Chapman on your footer of your email, <laughs> it sounds good. That has to be a factor right there. I feel like that what like some of even the other schools they, that are more prestigious than them they need a name change or something man cuz yeah. Chapman they got that name right and 99% of people are not going to know what school it is and they're just going to see Chapman and be like god that's got to be a crazy good school yeah yeah i mean i don't know yeah there's a lot of things like i learned and i'm definitely considering um so before going to this, what was the percent chance you were going to Chapman? And now what do you think the percent <laughs> chance is? I don't think I could get into those okay. numbers. Can't uh, disclose those numbers. Gotcha. gotcha. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, um, you know, when you whenever you go to any of these events, like you're going to learn a lot more about the school and you're going to be able to ask all your questions. And I feel like that's why even after this, I still have a few more events I'm going to in the next few weeks. Um 
not Chapman events, but, you know, like other schools and, you know, just learning about, yeah, what they do and stuff. But when is decision time? When are you April making decision 15th. by? Wow. This is the wire. This is what coming. it all comes down no one, to. You know, you know your boy, Nathan, he's going to wait till like 1159, probably. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be a decision right there. Yeah. So is that all you're thinking about right now? Is that like the major thing you're thinking about? Or yeah, I think it is. It is. Um, but I feel like the process has been easier than I thought it would be. I think like um, I thought it would be like this really hard, difficult decision. I mean, I've changed my mind like probably like three different times since like I started this process. Like on like I think every few weeks I change like my mind like on like what school but it hasn't been like this weird indecisiveness you know like i thought i'd change my mind like 50 times before i get to that decision but it's really only been like to get drifting it's very like slow yeah it's kind of like okay like i think and it's never like firm you know i'm never like narrow-minded like has to be the school it's kind of like it's just kind of like you know i don't know you kind of like is it easier than fjc to college or is it harder of a transition hmm I jc said, to yeah. college was a pretty i do remember i was very torn about jc i think jc may have been harder than law school <laughs> to think about because when i was in jc i had like three different choices and those three choices were like it was really hard to choose i mean you had usc which is like my dream school since i was like a, i was like a kid you know yeah like, shoot you know i've always wanted to go to usc or like ucla like those kind of schools right like those two i love those schools and then you had uci which is my other dream school that i've had since like high school like it's irvine my favorite city you know irvine's like i love irvine and i've al- i always want to go uci um and then you had ucsd which was like the sleeper but ended up actually becoming like my <laughs> top choice like yeah up to decision date because their political science program is just so damn good. You know, like they're like, I think top 10 in the country in like Paul Sci for undergrad. And I was like, shoot, man, like I didn't realize y'all were so cool, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And they like just, they'd be the only school I'd have to move out for, but they like, I think for their uh, transfer housing, they like just built it like the year before. So we'd be like the first group to move in. And it would be like so nice. I mean, thank God I didn't choose UCSD because COVID happened. I wouldn't even be able to live there. Probably. Dude, that's so true. But also, it's crazy how much these decisions like affect your life too. Like you going to UCI, like literally, you you met Sophia, which is like that's a like yeah. crazy life change. And then now, I wonder if you going to one of these, you know, uh, why am I law schools is going to be just as big of a decision, probably even bigger. Cause It'll you're probably be, in be even person. bigger because you weren't even in person that much for you. That's one thing. I, yeah, exactly. And one thing I've learned about law school from, especially all these attorneys I'm talking to is how important like networking is. Um, I mean, I knew it's important, but I didn't know it was that important for the, for my career, if that makes sense. Right. Like so much of law school, especially when you don't go to like a big name, like Harvard or UCLA or Berkeley, like those schools, you could kind of like ride off the coattails of the name brand, like just coming out of UC, UCLA law, like you're like 
oh shoot, you know, it's UCLA, like we're going to hire you, you know? Yeah. But if you don't go to a school like that, if you go to a UCI, if you go to a Pepperdine, it's still great schools, but like you got to talk to some people. Right. You, know you got to have something on your back. You got to have, yeah, you got to have like people you know, you know, that are going to help you out and give you that job. And so. I wonder if that's a factor too, because I wonder if, if you went to somewhere that you had to commute to, right? You're going to be driving a lot more. Like, you know, just by the mm-hmm. law of convenience, you know what I mean? Just like you're going to do things more, the less amount of steps that are in the way of you in that place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wonder if you're losing something too. If you're commuting from far away, you're going to be at least use it, losing the driving time. Yeah. And think about how many connections you can make in exactly. that amount of time. How many yeah. more opportunities for things just, could happen. I think, definitely. I think... Um, a school you don't have to commute to there's some advantages there because you can connect with your classmates and you could spontaneously like get coffee with them after class or like you know if you go to a school that's farther like you have to think about like wait i have to leave the school by this time because the kid people in my class like cal state fortin that's like a huge thing it's like every one of my classmates it's like everyone i've reached out to wants to hang out but they're like it's like no there's no way you're an hour away from me you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like it's never Mm -hmm. gonna happen unless they're on campus, you know, mm-hmm. the only thing bringing them there is the campus. And then, yeah, it's just, it's that, that element really sucks with Cal State Fortin. And I like understand, dude, especially I went to a party last week, which is like the first real party I've been to probably like in a long time, honestly. Yeah. It was in Redlands for, with uh, Becca. And it was like, she's in like an apartment there and it was Redlands and those people. And I was like, it's when I really understand where I really understood. I was like, wow, that like group of people is like so cool. And they all were just like living there on campus. And it wasn't even like a big deal for them. Like those like events like that, you know? And yeah, Cal State Fullerton is like completely different vibe. You know what I mean? Where everyone is, maybe if I was living there, I'd, it'd be more like that vibe, you know, but yeah, there's definitely value there that I was like, Oh, that's interesting too. Yeah. It's something to consider. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, like, what, what was I saying about networking? I, I don't even remember what I was saying, but, yeah, it's, like, really important, so. Well, you're not going to have, the, you were saying that the names of the other colleges will, like, get you into places, foot in the door kind of situations, mm-hmm. but other schools, you're going to have to rely on networking more because the foot in the door is not going to be through this institution. Yeah, I forgot where I was going with that, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's, like, something to consider, too, you know. A lot yeah. of decisions. Procrastinator Nathan waiting until the last minute, probably. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going with was um, you were saying how important this is going to be, you know, because of the people you're going to meet. And yeah, with law school, it's probably like the most important out of like all the school decisions you'll make because like everyone in that school is someone that like might help you in like your career, you know, and like, and your career is reliant on the people you meet so definitely it's important like it's a really big deal like who you're going to meet in law school because these are the same people who are likely going to like work with you or get you a job or maybe you're going to hire them you know one day it's like a really crazy thing man so and you're so small that's the other thing that's so different from undergrad there's like 150 of you which is really small if you really think about it. Like, that's it. That's your entire class. You're probably going to be, like, in cases against these people, too, right? Where they're going to be on the other side. 
Yeah. And they're going to, and you guys are going to be like enemies in that situation. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so funny if like you're in class and you're doing like a mock, um, like attorney case, right? I know that I'm probably not saying the most proper way of saying it, but you're doing like a mock attorney case. It gets super heated in class. You guys are both arguing cut scene 10 years later, walking into the courtroom. He's standing on the other side. Ah, hey Williams, like, we meet again. Blah blah. There's like a whole history of like, <laughs> there's a whole history of like you taking away his girl in like at like college and being like, "Yo, what's up, Dick? You fucking sucked in the presentation earlier." Blah blah. Damn. And they go to the gym. They work out for every day for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean, yeah. that villain story is made there too. I feel like you're gonna probably have enemies that are maybe. gonna be lifelong enemies in the field, maybe. That's another, speaking of enemies, that's another thing about law school that I'm trying to consider is that a lot of law schools um, have like a very cutthroat like student population because you're graded on a curve and in like oh, a lot of wow. like the IVs. Yeah, so you're fighting against the people. Yeah, you're fighting against each other. So like in a lot of the IVs, like there's been stories of like people going to the law library and literally like stealing books so that students can't read it. Like they're trying to sabotage like their classmates <laughs> and it's like nuts. Oh my and gosh. So that's nuts. Sometimes like that's another factor to consider is like, is the school you're going to, are they a cutthroat environment or are they a collaborative environment? You know? Cause like there yeah. are schools still where like the students still help each other out, even though you guys are technically working against each other. So I don't know. That's something that I'm also considering speaking of enemies, you know? So yeah, it is a big decision, but I think I, for, for me, it's easier this time around than it is um, with undergrad. I think part of it is just the fact that I'm like older now. And I think I like, I don't know. I don't really put like, I just trust God a lot more with the outcome of these things. Like when I was a lot younger, it was a lot more, I stressed out a lot more about it because I was like, oh no, like, you know, like this is like the biggest decision I'll ever make. And I think now I'm kind of like, I don't know, like I've realized that like if I charted out my own life how I wanted it to up to this point, like I would have done so much worse for myself than if I just kind of like That's took it easy and just, have. yeah, like let the let the cookie crumble how it may. And um, let, 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 like if I just like trust it to God, then um, it usually works out. So I think with law school, I kind of think the same way now. It's like, it's a big decision, but like also not really, you know, at least to me, it's not like, it's kind of just like, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, God's got me either way. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. Do you feel like God has a personal, like, is he, is he personally, when you say God, are you saying that in a figurative way of like your life mapping out? Or are you saying that he is as an individual and you as an individual helping you out in your life? Oh, like, what do you mean? Like, is God specific, like, in helping you, or is it more of, like, a general thing, like, as a as, as a path? Does he have a direct influence on the decisions from a, in your, or do you think that he has a direct influence on, like, the, um, well, how do you call it? Like, is he interacting personally in the decisions in your life? Um, I guess, I don't know if I'm interpreting your question correctly, but like in terms of like, like some people, when they say that they're like, Oh yeah, God has me. They're, they believe that God is like a general statement for like, Oh, that he's like, um, you know, he controls my life as like a bigger scale. And he like is more like a big picture kind of thing. And he sets you on a path. And then there's another person who's like, 
oh no, God is like helping me with every situation on an individual level, on a case by case level. And like, if the, if it goes like this, then, you know, you know what I mean? Where it's like more individualistic or big picture. Um, I think, I guess for me, it's more like big picture. Right. Like it's, for me, it's like, you really can't choose like a quote unquote wrong law school. It's not like God has like a certain law school and he's like, this is the one where it's like, if you pick See, this so one. See, so that's interesting because some Christians yeah. are like, this law school was picked from God for me. Yeah, no, I don't. I think like, I don't think God is like, I don't think, I think that's like limiting God almost. It's almost like for God, it's like, damn dude like he only plan had a plan for like one law school like he's like literally like you know the creator of the universe he has a plan for like infinite like infinite scenarios you could do but like the whole point is to just put him first and the rest will follow that's how i see it it's like even if i pick like law school a um and then i my life goes one way like as long as i put him first and it'll all work out if i go law school b and yeah, same thing you know it's like that's what i'm saying is like it's not like that big of a deal it's kind of just like a it'll work out either way yeah. you know that's how i see it so it's kind of like you know don't don't trip i also think a similar way that like fate definitely is like yeah. you know it's gonna work out in the end i definitely think also yeah and i really think that any way it works out it's like there's gonna be events that happen there that are just gonna you're gonna justify it in your head that it was the right decision you know exactly. what i mean yeah i don't think like you could ever like go to a law school or like whatever like and like truly come away with it being like i have a ton of regrets like i feel like i don't know like i don't really live my life that way where it's like i don't really have any regrets in my life that makes sense like every it's like what lecrae said you know like every loss was a lesson mm. you know like mm. like every regret quote unquote Dude, i saw that lecrae recently to certain things oh yeah sorry we finished oh, all i was saying was like you know you may regret something in the moment or like maybe you've been through something that like if you went back, you would change it. But then I was just actually, I was actually just talking to Taylor about this last night. It's like, I feel like there's this paradox, right? Where it's kind of like, if you went back in time, there's so many things you change, but then the only reason why you know that and why you're mature enough to understand that is because of those situations to begin with. So it's kind of like if I went back in time and I was like, don't date Vanessa. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't want to date her if I went back in time, but then it's like the only reason why I know what I want is because of Vanessa. So it's like this paradox and that's how I feel like life is. It's kind of like the things you'd actually want to change. Like they're the reason Then there would be a third version of Nathan that's in the future future that goes back and stops future Nathan from going <laughs> back and changing his past. Right. Yeah. So, so you got, yeah, you got to rely on that, that, situation i guess and then that can go on forever of course it's a paradox i think it's a paradox it's like the only reason why you're mature enough to understand oh shoot i shouldn't have done that is because you lived through that experience and learned from it so it's kind of like you wouldn't even have that idea if you if that experience didn't you know teach you those lessons so it's like a paradox right i don't know yeah that's how for, i see it for lecrae though what i was thinking also is that I saw on his Instagram, he's still selling the blessings hoodie that we bought. I saw that he like made like it a new of, like color. Ugh, I was like, I definitely kind of irked I, me. I, I got like, the same. Did, was I'm it like, from your email? Selling it. Did, yes, it was from email. my email. Yeah, I got I was the like, same stop thing. selling. And it. like the subject title was like new blessings. Yes, I yes. did. We went through the same. We sent thing. the same thing. We went and through I the was same like, thing. damn, you know that was five years ago. That's dude. our. I was like, I was like, that's my hoodie that I got during that time. Like it shouldn't be like still for sale in my opinion. 
it's only because Justin Bieber wore it and now he's like milking it. Like I think there's like only a, a couple more drops in that udder. You know what I'm saying? Like he's really tugging at that and the cows, the cows. That blessings hoodie. I remember it. thinking about it and thinking, oh, it's so cool with the hoodie with the blessings on the hoodie five years ago. And now I feel like I look at it and I'm just like, that's not it. It's gone. You know, Dude, what I mean? he's like three albums like after that already. It's like <laughs> you gotta drop it, man. Like, yeah. why did he make a new colorway? I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like it's done its time. But at the same time, if I was the cray, I'd milk in yeah, that too. Of course. If that's my best selling hoodie, I'm milking that. Hell yeah. It's like Lil Nas, you know, like with the Old Town Road and how he's like the the longest charting number one single in hip hop history or like all time yeah. music history. And a lot of people are like, Well, he only did that because he made like forty remixes and I'm like Dude, if I had a number one song, I want to like, I'll make 40 remixes. It's kind of like Oliver Tree with Life Goes On also when he was making the different versions. And he's like, I hate this song. This song sucks. But he like kept making different versions of it. If you like, you got to milk it. If you have a number one, yeah, you milk that. You milk it. The heck, you milk it all the way. Dude, everyone acting like they're not going to do that, but you do that. At work, literally, we have like this one post on social media that like gets us a sale. Like if I post this post, like, you know, it, like, I post it twice a week and I post it for like five weeks. We're going to get like X amount of sales from it. You know what I mean? So I post that shit. You know what I mean? Like and every, the same exact post, but it works, you know? So I'm not yeah. going to stop doing it. You just it. milk it. You got to milk it. You got to milk it. I'm definitely milking shit like <laughs> with the marketing and stuff. You got to milk it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, it's you know, way. Chapman was milking your udders and, and making sure that, that, you know, you got every last drop out of it as they were like deep throwing your your uh, massive uh, cock they were definitely giving me a lot to think about man that's for sure and every law school has like during this process but so. they gave you a lot to think about and they also said look at how much we care about you we're flying you out we're giving you this trip <laughs> and also we're doing this shit so that way you could come here and not pay a dime hold your wallet sir they're literally just like just come here represent us i feel like they believe in you i feel like that shows a lot too it does it does so I don't know. I, I think, um, cause they're really investing in you. They're pretty much saying we're going to invest 50 or like a hundred thousand dollars into you so that you could represent the school and eventually make us more prestigious in the future. Yeah. It's a symbiotic relationship. And I yeah. think that's one thing I'm learning about law school is it's very different than undergrad where they're just trying to make money off of you. I mean, there are law schools that do that. Don't get me wrong, but in undergrad you have so many students applying and they're all paying like 15k a year or i mean more than that if you go to private school and they just like want you in and out and they want you actually to like stay like if you can like five years because it's like that's another year they can make money off you but law school is really different because they are invested in like the success of how you do after because they have to publish those reports and that affects their rank. So like, which I think probably makes it better. It makes it better. So like, imagine if undergrad was like that, but they don't do that in undergrad. In grad school though, they do. It's like you have people. That would be nice if they did that in undergrad. Yeah, like then it would incentivize them to make you get jobs and stuff. Yeah. So like in law school, like they literally want you to get a job. They want you to get the highest paying job you can because they have to publish those reports on like the median salary that their grads get and what percent their graduates have jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a report they have to publish and probably, every year. It's probably like a timing thing too, because I'm sure that every single prestigious school 
becomes prestigious because of the work they did 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They probably put in, they probably, UCLA, USC, probably all these big schools were putting in the work with this PR shit like 30, 40 years ago. And now they have like these huge UCLA numbers. and USC used to be so easy to get into. It was like, it was almost like, I don't know, like UCR. Like, you know, getting in, not, not saying UCR is like easy, quote unquote, to get into, but it's, it's easier, you know, than UCLA right now. Right. So like, back then like it's kind of like this is back when people were like not even going to college you know what i'm saying and like usc ucla was like begging people to come to them so yeah they, they were putting in the work and then uh yeah now, now they're like big shots so stuff, maybe you know? when you like get into the field of chapman you know and they've been putting in this work with people like you maybe and like that's something to consider too maybe they're gonna be prestigious like ucla usc come 20 30 years time because they're gonna be putting in the work with people like you Right? Yeah, who knows? Because people, people probably were doubting UC, USC, UCLA, just like you are to Chapman 30, 40 years ago, right? And now they're probably yeah. reaping their rewards like crazy. Yeah. So maybe that prestige will follow you as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see, man. I have no idea. I mean, if there's taking that many people out and like doing that, that I, I'm sure that there's a payoff for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, it's... um exciting stuff um yeah better to talk about this than quitting at kumon dude yeah l job is rough l job i can't that's like stories like that is what makes me want to get like my law degree already just so like (laughs) it's like put some respect on my name you know what i'm saying like it's like damn yeah like what am i doing man like when I get my law, when I get my law degree, I ain't accepting nothing fourteen an hour. What the heck, bro? You already have your bachelor's though. Like you already shouldn't be accepting. What are you doing <laughs> accepting fourteen an hour? You got it. You have your bachelor's. You could get That's something true. right now. That's true. You can get something. You could also milk the Digicom jobs you've had, and you could like make that look better on your resume too, and be like, you know, you could fluff that up a lot. <laughs> I know. I definitely need to like look for a job again. It's weird. Dude, the VA, if you hire the VA to apply for you, I, I <laughs> honestly think that's the play. Every time I hear VA, I think of like, was it the Veterans Administration or oh, something? Oh, like I that? don't I don't know. Maybe yeah. I think I used to think it was weird to say that too, but then you just start saying it, you know, and then it just becomes synonymous. But maybe that is something to consider though, because they'll probably apply to like two hundred, three hundred for you in a day. Because they'll just be going like super fast. I know, but thing is, I like. I feel like I'm picky with where I apply. I applied to a lot of places, but but what does it harm if it's just out there? They're they're gonna forget true. about. You. They're not even gonna remember you. Like if you don't even get back to them and they send you something, like they're just gonna forget about you. Yeah. So it's true. like, I it's guess almost like I guess you didn't the harm do it. is knowing even like what you applied to. It's kind of like this. People call me and I'm like, I applied to you guys. Like what the heck? Yeah, you definitely got to be on when they call <laughs> you. You just got to be like, oh yeah, yeah, of course, of I course. I gotta know who these people are. It's like. You got to be like this. You got to be like this. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm actually at dinner right now. Can I call you right back? And then you look them up and you do some freaking research. And yeah. Then you, and then you call yeah, them back. yeah. So you, you got to just have a game plan for that too. Yeah. But if, think, what if you applied to 300 jobs and then you said, I'm not taking a job until I get an offer for 25 an hour. Like what if you made that your goal? You could do that. I bet you could do that. I don't know if I can make 25 an hour with like all the things. But you should set your goal there and then you should miss your goal and then you'll be stoked. Yeah. I mean, I think like, I don't know. I just got to, I just got to like, yeah, I got to find a job, dude. 
we gotta afford this Vegas trip. We gotta go skydiving. Oh wait, are you down to go skydiving? Mm, come on, man. Come I on. I don't know. I could live my life on. without going skydiving again, but the skydiving is really it seems like something that you're very interested in. Cause all the boys are going. Well, are they even going? I mean, I don't know. The skydiving trip doesn't seem like it's even happening. So I feel like I could say whatever I want and it'll be fine. What if you say yes? Okay. What if it, if, if I, if it might not happen, then it's no big deal. Nah, you're yes. trying to trick me. You know you're trying saying? to get me in this. You could say yes. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like, oh. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, I go through these phases where I want to say yes. I want to say no. And so I feel like let's wait. I, I'm going to wait till it's real. See how I'm feeling then and give you an answer then. Cause I give you an answer today. It's not going to be, I, I've realized I'm unreliable with this decision. If I I've gone today, through phases, if we were going next weekend. What would, what would you say right now? If we're going next weekend, what would I say right now? I honestly, I honestly don't even know. I'm I'm so on the fence with this. It's so weird. If you would have asked me a month ago, like the last time we were talking about this on the podcast, my answer was yes. And now it feels like, oh my gosh, it just, it just feels like a chore. It just feels weird. Like, cause you're the one who's done it. I feel like that's like, I've never would have expected you to be like so scared about it, you know? Yeah, I, it's hard to describe. I actually don't even really know what I'm feeling about it. I don't know if scared is the right word. Maybe it's scared, but I feel like it's more like, it's just more like a burden of knowing. You know what I mean? It's more like a burden of of like this whole conversation. It's I feel like I'm more scared of this conversation than I am of actually going skydiving. Like when we first were talking about skydiving, it was like fun and fresh and like we were going soon. You know what I mean? And it was, and I was into it. And then as time's gone on, especially when we were in that limbo phase of me saying yes and being like on call to book it, like, you know what I mean? And it was like, oh shoot, any one of these weekends we could do it. That was the worst. Cause then it was like, it didn't feel fun. It felt like a chore. It felt like something that was draining. So I feel like now I'm associating it with that. And now when we have these conversations, that's what's happening. That's the best way I can articulate it. <laughs> but I don't think it's actually about the skydiving at this point. Yeah. It's more about, I feel like we should be planning things that are more achievable. Something that's more that can actually happen. Like, why don't we do a really cool hike? Why don't we do like something really cool that we could do like in two weekends? You know what I mean? Or start going golfing on the weekend or, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm more. You can invite Danny to golf. He's been like getting into it. Did you know that? I'm gonna hit him up. I'm gonna seriously hit him up. I'm, but yeah, he bought I, a set, dude. Yeah. Wow. So he invested. Yeah. I've been buying so many golf clubs because I just go to Savers and get them for two, three bucks, and I've just been getting like the ones I see there. Um, yeah. Oh shoot! It's uh, it's almost time for your meeting too. It is almost time for my meeting. But yeah, the the skydiving situation is a weird one. I want to focus on Vegas. I want to focus on getting that on the books. And I also want to start like doing like um, other stuff too. But I feel like skydiving is like for me, it's like so. It's like I don't even. It's so we'll out of see, orbit, man. We'll see. Well, we'll catch up about that. Next <laughs> yeah, about the skydiving. The skydiving is a reoccurring thing. We've talked about skydiving on here probably like. Dude, you probably there's probably so many different Tims about skydiving. There's dude, what, sure. didn't I go? Weren't wasn't the podcast happening? Yes, yes, yeah. So yes. we literally have like the Tim that went skydiving, the Tim that was. At, you could probably compile a montage of me talking about skydiving and then show it to me, and I'd probably be like, "Let's fucking go!" Like I feel like if I listen to Tim like the, uh, the day after we went skydiving, like that podcast is my that might be the only thing I need to listen to to convince Maybe. me. So I definitely feel like I'm not like one way or the other, but. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, any final words? Nope. <laughs>